Hello, everyone. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast with Zunja Glass. I want to talk today about detachment, and I'm going to be short and brief and to the point with this um, because it's heavy on my heart. I know that it's hard, very hard for us to let go and allow people that we love to go through what they need to go through in life. But I want to give you a unique perspective, a unique way of looking at this, because I've been thinking about this quite a bit lately. Because uh, sometimes I find myself a little overprotective, um, especially with my loved ones. We have to stop playing God in uh, their lives uh, because we don't want them to fall. Uh, you know, we, we want to always provide that safety net for them so that they don't hurt themselves. And I get it. And it's because we love them. We, we, we think we know what's best. Um, we are just doing our best to sort of guide them so they don't make some of the same mistakes we make. Right. Right. So many times we end up stressing ourselves out or feeling anxiety or feeling whatever it is that we're feeling because maybe they're not listening to us. They don't want our advice. They don't want whatever. I just want you to rest on this. Sometimes we have to let go and do a form of detachment and allow God to step in and do what he needs to do so that he can bring them to their senses. I know it's hard to do. And I found it uh, really hard for me to do lately, especially, and you all know, uh, with me recently losing my son not that long ago, um, I have to catch myself at times to not become overprotective and, and, and to make sure that um, my, my other three children that are still alive, thank God, um, that I still allow them to go through the things they have to go through uh, and lovingly be there, but allow them to experience what they have to experience so that they can learn and grow. And it's, it's just so hard. I think sometimes we can very easily begin to stress ourselves out um, because our hearts are right in it. Our hearts is that, men. we just want to be there to help them. We just want them to have the best future they can have. We just want them to not get themselves in any trouble. So I know that the hearts are good, but the intention behind always providing that safety net is not always a good thing. I started thinking about how did we get to where we are at now? And, you know, my, my mother used to teach me, gosh, I hope I can remember how she used to say it. Um, I think she used to say something like a hard head makes a soft butt or something like that. I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm, I'm laughing as I'm thinking about her, but you know, or she'll say you make your bed hard. You got to lay in it. And what she basically is teaching me is that you have to basically be able to learn from the, the decisions you make and, and even have suffer the consequences from some of the decisions you make. So when I think about myself or if you think about, you know, your life, think through how did you get to where you're at now? It's because we made some bad mistakes and we learned and we grew, we developed and we got through it. And then the next time around, we did a little bit better. Am I right? I mean, I, I thought about giving a lot of examples just from my youth, my childhood, my, my, my years as a teen, my, my years as an adult. And I thought, you know what? I don't really have to go through the details of that because I want to dive into a story in the Bible. And I want to show an example of um, how a father lovingly lets go and, of course, welcomes that child back with open arms when that child has come to his senses. And I just think for me, it's such a great lesson it's, it's, it's something that's comforting in it to know that I'm not 
responsible for the behavior of others, whether they, you know, especially, especially when it comes to adults. And, and as much as I love and I want to be there and I want to protect, I also have to not sit and play God and allow him to do what needs to be done so that they can learn and grow. So let me just read this really quickly. Hopefully this is making sense. Um, you guys know I'm always sharing from my heart, from my mess that I go through. But anyway, you all, uh, I'm sure many of you know the story of, um, uh, in the New International Version, it's called the parable of the lost son. And I think in the King James Version, it's called, um, I think it's the parable of the prodigal uh, son. And I need to start bringing my King James Bible in as well, because I've had a couple people ask me if I can read from that as well. Um, um, but my NIV version, I've just had forever. So it's, it's all marked up for me already and a little easier for me to read from. But anyway, uh, in Luke chapter 15, uh, verse 11, I just want to read this really quickly. Now, we know that this is a parable uh, told by Jesus. And um, we know um, uh, that this parable is about... Um, uh, you know, a son returning back to his father and being welcomed with open arms. And hopefully that will encourage you that no matter what you've done in life, who you've been, what you've done, we just need to return to him and allow him to love us. Right. But here's something I picked up on it when I read this. So it says in, 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 in uh, chapter 15, verse 11, Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he hired himself out to the citizen of that country who sent him to his fields uh, to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I'll set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Uh, and, and I won't keep reading the entire passage, but, you know, the passage is basically goes on to say, you know, the man was basically humble and the father's like, you know, go get the best robe and put on him. Then the brother got a little jealous and all of that. But anyway, you know, the premise of it, if you jump down to verse 31 is, um, you know, my son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. But we have we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So obviously, you know, you get the premise of what this passage was about. But I like to uh, do what's called gospel meditation. And that's when you sort of uh, dive yourself into the story. You know, I, I can't quite explain it, but when I'm reading something in the Bible, it literally comes alive to me as though I'm watching a movie. I just can't explain it, but some kind of way God has graced me to be able to put myself into the story. And I literally at nighttime when I'm in my bed, to be honest with you, sometimes I'm just laying down like I think it was last night I was doing this tears just rolling down my face because I'm, I'm in the story and I'm kind of picturing what's going on and I'm, and I'm feeling all the emotions from it. But anyway, you don't want to hear all of that. So let me get to the basis of this. What I love about this is, is if you spend some time diving into this, and, and I don't want someone saying, well, Z, you know, you're taking this parable out of context. This parable is about returning back to God. I get that. But let's also just look at the parable in black and white. This son asked for his share of the money, went off, 
squandered it, did his thing, and basically ended up poor as all get out and uh, ended up uh, feeding pigs. And I guess he was so hungry, he was longing for what the pigs were eating. So just follow me on that. Here's what jumped out of the passage to me. In the parable Jesus told, I just just pick this up. Statement with me just a few more seconds, if that's all you got. In this parable, the father didn't run after the son to stop him from going and squandering his money. The father didn't, you know, jump in and give him all these safety nets. The, the father allowed him to go and, and, and have it, as they said, he squandered his wealth and wild living. Now, we all know the story because I just read at least a huge part of it. When the son finally came to his senses, he returned and the father ran and met him, put the robe on him and all of that. So the love was still there. The love never left. The love was always there. But the father loved him enough to allow him to go and make his mistakes That is some powerful stuff if you just think about that for one second. And I pray that this is making sense to someone. And I know it's hard, especially when it's a child, to see kids making bad decisions and and, and they just ain't listening. There's nothing they can do. And this is not even about kids. This could be spouses. This could be friends. This could be relatives. It could be, shoot, it could be yourself. But you get my point? The father allowed the son to live and make his mistakes and go through enough to the point where his butt was so hungry. He's longing for what the pigs had and finally come to his senses. Like, let me take my butt back to my father who has it all. That's what jumped out to me. And I just wanted to share that with you is that sometimes we have to lovingly detach I think I did a podcast a while ago, and I think it was just called Let Go or Let It Go. So if you haven't listened to that one, that one would coincide with this one very, very well, because it's kind of the same premise. But sometimes we have to detach. Even I I don't care. This doesn't have to be a a child. I'm, I'm just talking in general. Sometimes we have to allow people to experience and go through those moments where they don't even realize it hurts us even more to see them go through it. You know, you may have a friend or a spouse or a loved one or, or a child or someone, and you see they're suffering, you see they're going through something, and you've offered the advice, you've offered everything that you know to do. In fact, you made them upset because you keep bothering them. I know some of you guys can get what I'm saying. Have you considered that we need to just stop playing God and allow things to take place as it should? I'm just asking. I'm speaking to myself, by the way, but I'm hoping that you're benefiting from it. Have you considered? It's not our role to play God in their lives. It's our role to set that loving example. So when they do come to their senses, and I pray to God that they do, and they come running back, you're there with open arms, as God has always been with us, ready to accept us and receive us. So, if the shoe fit, where is it? 
If it doesn't, if you feel like, Z, this ain't me, I've let go a long time ago. Praise God. Just skip right on past this particular podcast. But I pray that this frees someone tonight. And I pray that this saves you a lot of more griefs and tears and that you just put it in God's hand. That's what I'm learning to do myself. You know, uh, now that I've lost one of my children, uh, I have to constantly remind myself, as hard as it is at times to remind myself of this, I have to remind myself God loves them more than I do. I don't know if it's right to say that, but you get my point. Uh, but I got to let God be God in their lives. Otherwise, I rob them of the opportunity to mature. And I rob them of the opportunity to run to God. And I'm training them to run to me instead. Don't run to God. Run to me because I'm going to fix it. Does that make sense? Stop doing that if you're doing it. At least that's what I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Does that make sense? I love you all. I pray, I pray, I pray that this uh, has uh, resonated and uh, that it's moved in your heart, that it's answered a prayer, that it's freed you from that tightness that uh, if you're anything like me, that you sometimes feel in your chest when you see a loved one either making bad choices or hurting or going through something. And you've done all you know to do and all you can do at this point is stand. So anyway, hope this helps. Love you all. Uh, you're listening to Unlocking Greatness podcast with Zendra Glass. And uh, call me Z. Love you guys. Bye-bye.